I want to welcome you to day three together. We're looking together through 1 Corinthians chapter 9 this week, and we're going to focus on verses 13 to 18 today. We're looking at these reasons and these ways for giving up our rights and how to give up our rights. Yesterday, I want to give up what seems a right or a privilege to me if it's hindering the gospel of Christ. And I do that by putting up with things, Paul said. That's very clear. There's a second reason, a second way in verses 13 to 18. Paul says, the second reason that I give up my rights is not using my rights is a privilege. It's a reward. There's a positive reason behind this. It's a privilege. It's a reward. He says in verses 13 to 18, don't you know that those who work in the temple get their food from the temple? And those who serve at the altar share in what is offered at the altar? In the same way, the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should receive their living from the gospel. But I've not used any of these rights. And I'm not writing this in hope that you will do such things for me. I would rather die than have anyone deprive me of this boast. Yet when I preach the gospel, I cannot boast, for I am compelled to preach. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. If I preach voluntarily, I have a reward. If not voluntarily, I'm simply discharging the trust committed to me. What then is my reward? Just this, that in preaching the gospel, I may offer it free of charge and so not make use of my rights in preaching it. Paul writes and he says, the second reason that I'd be willing to give up a right is not using a right is a privilege. In fact, it's a reward. So how does he do that in a practical way here? He says, I'm going to offer the gospel free of charge. He does it by refusing a personal benefit that is due to him. Paul's words here, they'll challenge your life to the core. He says here, there are some things that I'm compelled to do, and there are some things that I choose to do. There's some things I'm compelled to do, he says, and I do not expect to be rewarded for that. Paul says, I preach the gospel. I'm compelled to do that. I don't expect any great reward for that. I have to do that. I couldn't do anything else. And the same thing is true in your life as a believer. There are some things you're absolutely compelled to do. You know that to not do that would be absolutely wrong. And Paul says, you know, you may think that all the reward is in that. You can't do anything else, he's really saying. God's spirit in you is compelling you to do that. So where's the greatest reward in life? It's not within what you're compelled to do. So Paul says, within what I'm compelled to do, I'm going to find something that I choose to do that I don't have to do. And that's where the greatest reward is. We get so impressed by what we're compelled to do. But Paul says, I'm not so impressed by that. What I'm impressed by is, are you going the second mile? Are you the person who is looking and saying, even in what I'm compelled to do, what could I do that's even more in order to love Christ? Paul says, that's my reward. In fact, he says, not only is it my reward, he says, and this confuses many people, he says, it is my boast. In verse 15, he says, I would rather die than have anyone deprive me of this boast. Now, that's confusing because many of us look at that and think, should, should a Christian ever boast? Well, here is Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit, saying, this is my boast. So obviously, there are times when a Christian should boast because he's inspired by the Spirit here. This is the Word of God. So how does this work? If you're going to be healthy as a believer, if you're going to understand what it means here to refuse a personal benefit that's due to you and feel a reward in that, then you have to learn to balance your boasts. You have to learn what the Scripture teaches about this. A quick walk through Scripture, Psalm 34, verse 2 says, My soul will boast in the Lord. 1 Corinthians 1.31 says, Let him who boasts boast in the Lord. 1 Corinthians 3 says, no one should boast about what man can do. Proverbs 27, 1 says, never boast about tomorrow. 
2 Corinthians 10, 13 says, we'll not boast beyond proper limits. We'll confine our boasting to the field God has assigned to us. Galatians 6, 14 says, may I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. You look at those verses, it's all about boasting. My boasting needs to be centered in Jesus. My soul will boast in the Lord. My boasting needs to be focused on what God is doing through me. No one should boast in what man can do. Let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. My boasting should never be concerning anything that has not yet happened. Never boast about tomorrow. I don't boast about my plans or my visions. My boasting should not be about what God is doing through others, not beyond its proper limits. I'll confine my boasting to the field God's assigned to me. And maybe most significantly, my boasting should always be done at the foot of the cross. You see this word boasting, we hear it. And the way it's been used most of the time in our hearing has been about pride. It's a prideful boast. But as you look through these scriptures, as you hear Paul talking here, there's a different kind of boast. It's not pride, not human pride. It is the boast that comes out of knowing that the Lord loves you and he knows you and he gave his life for you. And there is a moment of being able to, in some small way, give back to him. That is, small, that is a very small thing that Paul is doing here. I'm not taking payment for what I'm doing. But in some small sense, he's doing it as a small sacrifice because of Jesus' great sacrifice for him. It's always done at the foot of the cross. This boasting that Paul did was about being able to offer the gospel free of charge, about refusing some personal benefit that was due to him. And it had to do, as we walk through this, with, uh, with what he chose to do within what he was compelled to do. I look at myself as a dad. As a dad, I know there's certain things I'm compelled to do. I got to spend time with my kids. I'm compelled to do that. I got to make sure that they're fed and they're taken care of. They got a roof over their heads. I, I feel that that's what I'm compelled to do. And Paul writing about this says, that's not the place of your greatest reward. That's not the place of your greatest positive sense of boast. It's when, even though I know that I am compelled to spend time with my kids, I make the choice to spend even more time than I feel I'm compelled to spend. You see, in your life as a believer, there are certain things you know you have to do. You gotta be light, you gotta be salt, you gotta love others, you gotta make a difference, you gotta live up to the gospel of Christ, you gotta be an ambassador for Christ. Paul is talking about a second way of living life here, a, a whole new gear of living life, not just what I'm compelled to do, but also what I joyfully choose to do because Jesus has joyfully chosen to love me. And here, it's a small thing. It's a small thing in one sense that he would say, I'm not going to take payment from you. But it's also a huge thing because he chose to do it even though he didn't have to choose to do it. What's like that in your life? How could you love your wife in that way in your life? Not just what you're compelled to do, but within what you know you have to do, how could you joyfully choose? Because Jesus has joyfully chosen to love you. How could you joyfully choose to love her even more? How could you do that for your kids as a parent? Because Jesus has joyfully chosen to love you, how could you joyfully choose to love them even more? How could you do that in your service for Christ, for his kingdom, through his church? Not just, ah, I should give two or three hours. I really should do that. Okay, Jesus, I'm doing that. And in one sense, you think, isn't that enough? Isn't that more than enough? Paul didn't think that way. Paul thought, I'm grateful for the two or three hours. God's asked me to do that. That's his calling. That's what he's compelled in my life. But I also want to do even more. It's a new way. It's a different way of living life. 
God, grant us that different way of living. Jesus, as we pray together, we pray for your strength, your power to live a new example, a new way that we see in the Apostle Paul. But we know that the seed of this, the center of this is not in Paul. It's in Jesus and the way that he loves us. Paul's just simply living out the love of Jesus. And so help us to live out his love in our lives today. Lord, not just what we must do or what we should do. Help us not to live under the burden of what we're compelled to do. Help us to live beyond that burden and even feel that burden become a privilege, become a reward, become a boast in our lives as we decide instead to look for that place where we can joyfully give back to you, joyfully give up some small privilege, some small benefit because you have so joyfully given all for us. Jesus, show us how, show us where. We need your wisdom. Help us in some small way to try it today to give to you because you've given to us. In your name we ask this, amen. Tomorrow we're gonna to talk about a third reason, a third motivation for giving up a right. <laughs>